97X, the future of rock and roll with The Cure and 1015 Saturday night. We also heard from Lou Reed and uh, R.E.M. got things underway. Uh, don't forget, 1035 will be the pregame for Miami Red Skin Football with Steve Baker as kickoff Dave. is at 11 o'clock. Dave, Dave, yeah. now, now, it's actually, the, it's the Red Hawks now. Yeah, and it is? When did that happen? Uh, I don't know. Okay. They were... They were more enlightened than the Washington Redskins, at least. Yes, right? that's true. It's been a while. All right. But no, we're not. We're not on the air at ninety-seven X. The kickoff is at eleven o'clock. It's brought to you by Dickerson Distributing and Budweiser with Steve mm-hmm. Baker in the call. No, I don't. I don't think so. That's no. not happening. It's not even football season. Not then. Then then what about with with Bake and JJ in the morning on on Monday? Is that happening? Still? Now, Dave, yeah. that's where you're in luck. Because right. we don't have the Baker man. But we have JJ on the line. JJ, thanks for joining us. Hey guys, great to be on here with you. Thank you. Now you were your your tenure at ninety seven X started at what year? Probably uh, so. I was part time in the. Um, I was a student at Miami University uh, from eighty two to eighty six. I, I was part time for a couple years uh, in the in the very early days when when uh, Steve Dedalus was the program director. And then I went, I graduated from college and my first job job was actually doing the mornings with Baker. Uh, and that would have been 86. So the spring of 86, I was there in 87. Uh, it was a, an amazing time for music. I mean, believe it or not, we were continuing to break bands like U2, <laughs> mm-hmm. which, you know, today we take for granted, but, um, it was a, it was a really fun time at the station. Uh, Danny crash was the, Daedalus was on his way out, and then Danny Crash, Dan Reed, who, who you guys know and speak with, uh, took over as programming director. You haven't lost any off your radio voice. You sound fantastic. Do you still do any oh. radio stuff? <laughs> you know, uh, no, I actually don't. Um, I, I still uh, play guitar and sing and write songs. I've got a band and a couple of albums out there. Uh, if, wherever you digitally stream or, or, or take music from, uh, we've got a band called Verve Daddy. Oh, we're aware. And uh, we know. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Well, anyway, it's it's really great. I love what you're doing with the podcast. So thank you guys for doing. Oh, it's it's a pleasure. We, Damien and I, would run into each other and tell old stories. And we figured, hey, let's just do a podcast. Um, now, now I got a couple questions for you because now was it called the breakfast club when you were with Baker? did you guys coin that phrase when, when did was it already called that when you were doing morning i think doug i think doug and linda coined it or maybe bake and doug uh so i was coming on and i was going to be morning co-host with bake and i was going to do news and um he was going to be sort of the, the music host and this format was kind of happening around FM radio at the time. And, you know, I think the Breakfast Club name then, from then on went on to become kind of a, you know, a syndicated thing for, for the big clear channel stations and things like that. But Doug might have come up with it. And uh, they printed the T-shirts and the coffee mug. And we were this morning duo. And so I would be working on the news and doing these other things. And Bake would be picking the records and and you know the funny thing, and I know you you guys have heard a lot of good Doug and Linda stories. Um, first of all, do they do they listen to these podcasts? Are you in touch with them? Oh I mean, yes, besides they their do. lawyer. Yeah, the, their lawyer and Doug has been in contact with us. Yes. Oh, anyway, good. <laughs> I mean, they were first of all a wonderful first employer to have in life. That's my first real job, and um, uh, but we we did as, as you've heard before we did 
Doug did a lot of trades uh, mm-hmm. for advertising. And so there was uh, Dr. Dave, the veterinarian, and, and I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Dave once a week, I think it was. And it would be, you know, conversations with Dr. Dave. And we'd talk about animals. He was, a, And I think he took care of Doug and Linda's dog or dogs. So it was a trade. And um, But it was <laughs> you have this alternative rock station, you know, and you're playing the cure and you're playing the psychedelic furs. And then we're talking to Dr. Dave. And somehow he always found a way to work the word stool into our conversation, <laughs> no matter what it was. <laughs> Dr. Dave McGrew. Uh- Veterinarian to yep. the stars. Uh, we, we actually, his daughter Susan was an intern at the station while I was there, and we still had uh, Doctor Dave on in the Breakfast Club, even in the mid nineties. <laughs> well, we'll try to work uh, just to make you feel comfortable, JJ. We'll try to work stool into this podcast at some point, right? Right. When you right. least expect okay. it. You also brought up the coffee mug, and that the reason why I'm shocked about that. Uh, I remember seeing that on Bake's desk next to his piled high ashtray back when he used to smoke. Uh, he's been off the cigarettes for a while and he's doing well. Um, but that coffee mug was it Wendy's? Did it have a? Did it have something besides you and Bake on it? You know, I'm looking at it right now, and there were there might have been more than one. Yes, it, yep, the back of it has Wendy's That's old fashioned hamburgers. So we we must have done a deal to get the coffee mug made. Well, that's the only time in the history that I know of of 97X. I was there from 88 to 97, and, and Damien was there during some of that same time. And the people there were before and after, that's the only time I remember having any facial of, you know, recognition of, of, of a DJ there, having you and Bake on there, because we never promoted the jocks there. It was all a music-driven station. Was it, did you ever realize that you're immortalized is the only time that uh, it's you and Bake <laughs> down? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because we had faces for radio. I, I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> we, we, you know, as you guys know, it was, was fun to get out and meet people and do, do the in-person things. We used to do, um, trying to think of the name. Well, we did things at Bogarts, of course, but there was a club in Oxford, um, and there was a um, 97X night and it was a weeknight and we would sort of take turns going to do it and we were all excited to do it because it was like 50 bucks but you'd be spinning uh, tunes at, at this club behind the booth and you know you'd be there at a one or two in the morning and you know Bake and I were on the air at six yeah. so at least Bake was on the air at six <laughs> my, 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 my first newscast was 620 so uh, and I was living with Mr. K. We had a, a ho- we were renting a house in Hamilton, and and you know we were playing in a band back then, and, and uh, you know, needless to say, we had a nightlife going on too. So the, the morning shift was a uh, challenge, and I'd be rolling in about six, you know, fourteen, and <laughs> and Bake would have it, you know, the, the the show going, and I'd be for the six twenty or six twenty two newscast. So wow, he, he was very great. Very gracious in, in cutting me a little slack. You mentioned uh, you were in a band with Mr. K. He's come up quite a bit. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. K. But you were in The Vagrants yeah. with him, right? Right, right. So we were in The Vagrants. Uh, and, and we were sort of vagrants at the time. He, I met him. Um, I had a band at Miami, and, and he was a musician. So I met him when I was working part-time at the X. And we started talking, and we said, let's." Form. we both had these big music dreams. And so we... We formed a band together, and uh, you know he introduced me to a whole bunch of great guys in the Hamilton area because he grew up there. 
and including Dan Reed and and others. And so we we, you know, we had the vagrants. We were pretty serious about it. We would open up for bands like uh, at Fog Hat and Marshall Tucker and Bachman Turn Overdrive down at Bogarts. You know, when we'd open up for some of the national acts and um, had a lot of fun doing that. And then and then we just sort of split off. I I was dating my my wife who Aaron um, who at the time and uh, Mr. K was, was, you know, very, very uh, hardworking and serious when it came to the band thing. And, and uh, I was, you know, trying to date my girlfriend. So we, uh, I went off and started a different band and uh, he went into different bands, but we, you know, we were roommates. We shared a house. We worked at the, at the station and we played in bands for a while until I, until I actually uh, went and got engaged and got married. And I still ran into him. Uh, we kept in touch and I ran into him. I, I can't even guess right now, but it, was only maybe a year or so before he passed away. And I was down in Oxford with a buddy and, and um, a couple other people. And Ken came out and met, met us for beer and wings somewhere and just had the whole table. You know, he hadn't met any of these people before, but had, as, as always had the whole table rolling and laughing the whole time. So, it, yeah, it's, it's really a shame, you know, the, the way he suddenly uh, was, was had passed away. But to- totally a lot of fun. I'll tell you, Mr. K holds the record for being able to against Doug's wishes, of course, and, and Steve, Steve's, uh, bakes warnings, but to run a shift on the air while being on the phone the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's funny. I had the same conversation with Danny crash. Whenever I would see Ken, and this is back before mobile phones. He was always on the phone with somebody. It was like, I, I saw him at a guns and roses show when he was on the phone. He was he was he was a, a total networker. So I mean, from the minute his shift started till it ended, he had this list of numbers. He he'd call me every day, JJ. What's going on, man? Uh, what's happening, if anything? You know, and it'd be like he would just make his rounds, and then you'd, he'd say, "Just a minute," and you'd hear him, you know, like do a break. He'd like lay the phone down, do a break, pick it back up, um, pulling out records, queuing them up really a master at multitasking before multitasking was a thing. And, and it used to drive Doug crazy. And, and I, I know for good reason, but anyway, it's pretty funny now. No, run, run through us the history that you had. When, when did you start a station? Where'd you leave? And, and how did you uh, end up where you are now? Okay. So, um, and, and I also want to mention some of the lineup because I think some of these folks might not be recalled by others. So in the, when we first did, we're doing the bake, the breakfast club after us, it was Todd, the dog, Allen. Uh, okay. Todd was a really good dude and he had a great voice. I don't know whatever happened to him. I should try to find him out there. If you're listening, Todd, I think actually connect, he, but, he did similar to Steve Dedalus where he moved down to the clear channel stations. Oh, pro- probably he had a, had a great voice. And, and so he was there and then, um, Mr. K did afternoon drive. Well, Danny, Dan did it for a while and then Mr. K did it. And, um, also Matthew Harris then came in and we had some great part-timers, Tim Hyatt, uh, who's now a professional photographer taking pictures of, you know, uh, rock and roll artists and, and celebrities. And, and also I think Bill Hemmer, you guys mentioned Bill Hemmer, who's at Fox on mm-hmm. Fox news every day. We were classmates and comm majors together, and we did a bunch of stuff together on WMUB. I, I was the chief operating or chief board op, officer, whatever it was, at WMUB, the NPR station. 
And those guys worked there. And I, I'm pretty sure Bill came over and did some shifts at 97X. He did. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doug used that as a promotional tool quite often, yes. No. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I went on. It was, I was there a couple of years. And uh, some of the folks, like Matt and uh, Ken, had gone on to EBN. And WEBN was sort of the, you know, the, the big FM in town. Uh, I'm from the Cleveland Akron area, so I sort of a, grew up on WMMS in the in the 70s and and 80s, and just loved radio. But as you know, I hated to say it, but as I got looking at radio and where it was going, and you know, Matthew Harris would tell me what JCore was doing. They ran, you know, they owned a bunch of stations. They were program programming them out of Florida. One guy, you know. Um, Mr. K would tell me he, he doesn't even touch CDs anymore. It's all on the computer. He reads a card into the microphone when the light comes on. <clears throat> I just, uh, I, I lost my passion for that. 97X was, was what I wanted out of radio. Uh, for a while also, I was the music director. And, you know, the, the beautiful thing about a small station was the news director, the music director at one time was production director. So you got to really do it all. Um, and we, we literally would pass albums around when they would come in and, and decide what cut we wanted to play. And it was, it was just a joy. But as I looked around, radio wasn't going that direction. Uh, I was newly married or engaged and I, you know, had like, uh, you know, uh, bills, you know, my van broke down when we were going to play at Bogarts and we had to have it towed with the equipment in it to Bogarts to the gig. <laughs> and then, you know, had to have it repaired all, all in. It was like a $500 thing, but that, that ended up screwing my credit up for the next seven years. <laughs> wow. I was, you know, making nothing, as you guys know. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Doug and Linda were wonderful. And I just said, hey, Doug, I, I got to go get a job and, uh, you know, use this degree somehow. And he was he was totally understanding. And then Jetson came in. I don't know if you guys have brought him up yet. No, I we need, we need to know talk him to well. him. Yeah, he kind of came in and, uh, and and took my spot, which was uh, helpful for Doug. And, and I, I just went on. I got into healthcare, went to Prudential, went into, like, uh, Anthem, spent, like, 30 years in healthcare, learning all about it, doing different things along the, along the way. Now I'm with a healthcare technology company. We have an app that we, we, we make an app that allows you to see a doctor on your phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So when you're not feeling well, you know, just you pull up a dock and it's like urgent care in a cloud. And we're rolling that. We've rolled that out around the country through different employers and stuff. So it's communications, which was my degree. It's not broadcasting. I, I really miss uh, that part of I miss broadcasting. Well, oddly I enough, love, I love I love what you're doing. Uh, Damien and I are working on an app for our phone that you can call up a DJ live 24-7. We're, we're working on it now. I don't know if there's a, there's a market for it, but we're going we're to have that. We're working on a second app, JJ, uh, where it's, it's similar to yours, but it's for veterinarians. So you can actually get a live shot of your dog or cat's stool sample and have a doctor look right. at it over your right. phone. Um, where do you, you find new music now? Where, where do you, you know, because obviously you, you still perform, you still play. You like it? Where, where do you go to find music? You know, it's hard. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, well, it's it, it's hard. It's not hard. There's probably more new music coming out now than ever. So, you know, back in the day, it was like, wow, if we could just get signed, if we could just get signed, because you can self-produce now. You know, you guys could, you know, burp into a microphone and put it out on on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And so, there's just thousands and thousands of, of um, 
new new music, new songs coming out all the time through the digital channels, and it's hard to to know where to find it. it it's just it was just too bad there's not great radio stations introducing you to it. Yeah, it really. I is. listen to the you know the satellite stuff. I you know they, they Alt Nation and some of that, but even satellite radio is it's so major record label centric. They don't nobody will play anything if it's not on a major record label. Yeah. Um, on, you know, and even the major labels own part of Spotify and Apple, Apple Music. And so you, you're not likely to find mm-hmm. a lot of indie stuff on playlists and sort of up up front. You know, I, this is, I don't want to get get us all depressed, but I mean, I, I often say if aliens came to this world, to, to Earth today, and if they brought like if they, you know, turned on their equivalent of an FM radio and turned the dial around, they'd probably conclude that maybe all the musicians died in 19, like 89. Mm-hmm. They say, well, why are all the stations playing classic rock? Has there not been anything new recorded since then? It's one thing to have a classic rock station. I get that. But 95% of the radio dial is playing stuff from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Modern rock. Then you're barking up the right tree. The future of rock and roll. 97X. Um, I got to tell you a funny story. Uh, it's sort of a Mr. K story, but it's a 97X story from that era. He had a show on Sunday nights called Massive Metal for the Masses. And once in a while, Ken would would be tied up or whatever, and he'd say, hey, can you cover my show? Well, you know, here I am, JJ, this kind of, um, you know, somewhat funny, personable morning guy, and that would never work. So I used the name Marshall Stacks. <laughs> and I would, <laughs> and I would do his show, and oh my god, it, 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 such it was such a crazy audience, uh, so so full of angst. You know these sort of I don't know what age, but like Norwood, Ohio, it was probably where the listenership was concentrated in. And I would so I'm like, this is Marshall Stacks with massive metal for the masses, and I would play like Aerosmith, and these phones start lighting up, and these guys are yelling at me. They're they're like. Why don't you play, you know, why don't you play some Lionel Richie? And they're screaming at me like, why are you playing this wimpy stuff? And wow. I, I didn't know the metal, the metal catalog, but I started pulling the records out. And, you know, there's like metal church and, you know, death metal and, yeah. you know, <laughs> all, all this. I start dropping the needle just to find anything that was just like, <laughs> the harder and faster. I started playing these things. Phones are lighting up. They're like, this is awesome. There you go. <laughs> And JJ was never asked to cover Mr. K's shift on Massive Metal again. No, Marshall Stacks was ever. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Ken, man, I, I can't do this. You, you. But I, I have to credit uh, Deadless and also Dan for great coaching. I mean, at first, when you're, you know, you're doing, you open the mic and you're trying to do all this stuff, you, you've got the weather, you've got spots. You, I, I would get it all jumbled. Like, what am I doing next? And um, I think it was Dan Reed was like, you know, right get a card and just sort of write down these, these four, what you're, what you're going to do on the break, right? You're going to do weather. You're going to talk about the songs, go into the spot, come back out, do this PSA and then, and go, and just having that little roadmap guys, I still use that today. If I'm going to get up and talk in front of people or whatever, yeah. that's just great training. And then Dan, if he didn't bring this up, I'm glad, but I will. I used to always play the records at the wrong speed. We had these, <laughs> these, these 12 inch records that were, you know, single songs. And so they were at like 
they were they were 12 inches, but I forget they weren't at 33. Maybe they were 45 or something, and I wouldn't make the change. And it would and Dan would call me like JJ, you know, you're playing at the wrong speed. <laughs> <laughs> I I drove him crazy. So the tech the technical part of operating the board um, probably wasn't my first skill. And then uh, Daedalus was great because he said, look, when because you, you're sitting there, guys, you know, in the studio, you're staring at a window. And you're and you're talking and, and, and it doesn't always come over very personal. He said, re- remember, somebody's sitting in their in their room, their living room or maybe in their bedroom, whatever. And they have a clock radio and you're they, all they have is, you know, you're, you're talking to them. Yep. So put a pic, put a open up a magazine or something, put a couple people's picture up, look at them and think about talking to people directly when you're on the air. And, and that really changed everything. That was great. Really great advice. Those guys were cool. Yeah. Wow. This is, this has been fun. JJ. Yeah. Well, uh, as you know, hey, two, you... two more quick call outs. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know go you got to go two quick call outs. Michelle Topham, the British sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was wonderful. She was a part of that crew when we were there. Um, and we, we became friends and also the infamous Robin plan, uh, who would, you know, was like, if you ever watched the movie pirate radio, she was kind of like the overnight guy in that movie. Nobody ever yeah. really saw Robin very often. You know, she'd come in and just do Planet X overnight. But and and I know you. I think you interviewed her. So, oh yeah, it was two it was really a cool people. No, she is still one of the most, uh, as we said before, revered uh, artists. I mean, not artists, uh, DJs from the, the 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 days of the station. People referred to her. You know, ninety seven when I left in December of ninety seven. They're still talking about her when they would call in. So, yeah. <laughs> she played what she wanted, regardless of the program director. Or the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she. She she honored the program the the list the rotation maybe you know fifteen minutes an hour but um, she had her own thing and 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 people really responded to it and that was that's ninety seven X in a nutshell too is that you know we we had a lot more leeway and that's what made it so fun um, and yep. as you know as as one of the thirty four subscribers that we do have uh, we do have to cut it off after two Bella Lugosi's are dead. Um, so, okay. but we, we appreciate it. We'll keep you updated if we're going to have that uh, big party. Uh, but right now uh, we got to get back into music and I want to remind you that uh, Sunday night at 10, it's massive metal for the masses here at 97X <laughs> with special guest Marshall Stacks. will be playing some insane clown posse. A different kind of rock and roll. The OXY in Oxford, Ohio is the number one station in this here town. The future of rock and roll. 97X.